0: You know, I always tell people, heck, if you're going to do something, if you're going to do a side hustle, whatever it is you're going to do, I don't care if you do it half an hour to an hour a day, whatever it is you do, but be consistent in your effort because consistency creates momentum. And literally, it's like consistency, momentum results.
1: Hey, what is going on, my friend? Welcome back to the Performance and Productivity Podcast. And now, actually, since my shift, because we were MPI Radio, did many, many interviews, many episodes with that, Um, now we're on the performance and productivity podcast. And this is actually the first interview in terms of the performance and productivity podcast that we're doing. So super excited for the guest today. Today we have Peter Vexelman. I hope I got that right. Is that right, Peter?
0: Perfect. (laughs) <laughs> really? Okay, cool. You said it the right way. Good job. Okay.
1: Sorry, I should have checked that before we started. Peter Vexelman. Uh, anyway, he's the CEO of PartnerDriven.com, a real estate legend, speaker, and a philanthropic family man. Uh, super excited to have this guy here. He's nationally recognized as a real estate um, investing authority and the creator of the heart-centered wealth building partner-driven coaching system, which we'll talk about a little bit today. And he has over three 3,000 400 successful deals. So dude is making a big impact in the world and Peter and his team uh, coach their partners, provide leads to them and finances 100% of all the capital needed to close those kind of deals, which is just amazing. The kind of delivery that he gives to the people that he works with. But today we're going to be talking not so much about real estate. We'll still be tying that in a bit. Uh, But what I really wanted was to kind of pick Peter's brain more about how he schedules his day uh what he uses in terms of maintaining productivity with himself and with his team uh so that's what we're going to be talking about today so i'm super grateful to have you here how you doing peter i'm great i'm great thanks for having me, james appreciate it yeah man so uh let's just kind of do this because you have like a huge following. I was checking out your social platforms. Um, I think you have like over a million followers with everything combined. It's something crazy, but you have a great YouTube channel. So whoever's listening, if you're interested, getting some motivation, you want to learn more about real estate, about wholesaling and everything that goes into real estate, uh, check out his YouTube channel and follow him on all of his platforms. I'll provide links in the description of this episode. But I just love to know like, how did you start? Because I just watched a video. It was a really short video. It's something I also like about your channel. Um, but it was it was talking about just doing it. And it was a really cool message about how if you don't have any money, you know, you have like nothing, you're actually in a really good position because you have nothing to lose really. And it was a really cool message about that. But I'm kind of curious, like, were you at a point like that at any point in your life when you were first starting? And then you were like, here's the time to change it. I'd kind of love to learn more about your story.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously we're all at a point sometimes in our lives where we don't have anything and we got to start somewhere. I was there, but then I did something even better than that. I made something and then I decided to lose it and bring my way back just to challenge myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that in real estate, actually. I got started in real estate. I actually had some money coming out of a previous venture. I was a, owned about 15 franchises and an unrelated business, made some money. I jumped into real estate and literally within six months of jumping into real estate, I lost everything I'd made two months later, I lost another quarter million dollars of borrowed money and pretty much made myself homeless. Um, but, you know, I never really blamed the business. It's, you know, pretty wide known that that real estate works. Um, just realized I wasn't doing it the right way, which is what I find for most people's challenges. It's not that they're doing the wrong thing. They're just doing it the wrong way. And, and I was, um, I guess, sharp enough, maybe, or maybe, didn't have enough confidence to go into anything else. And so I just kind of persevered, literally just did it some basics for the next three years. And, um, you know, that's what ultimately brought me out of the rut I'd created for myself. And, you know, here I am 20, 20 some years later, still standing.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Amazing story, man. Uh, Yeah, I love that you just, it's really cool to hear from someone who has literally lost it all, basically, and then been able to recover. It's kind of like the whole like fit to fat thing, or they were fit and then went fat and then got back to fit and they kind of challenged themselves. So I love that you kind of did that just with wealth in general. Uh, what have been some of the some of the biggest things that have kind of kept you productive on, on a day-to-day basis because something I really love to talk about is like Pareto's 80-20 rule, you know, focusing on the 20% of efforts that produced 80% of the results and whatnot. So if someone listening right now is really interested in real estate, of course, what are some of those like 20% needle movers and how did you kind of distinguish those uh, in terms of real estate and your own success?
0: Well, the one thing I share with people, especially those people that are on their own roads to success, their own ventures, their businesses, their own, own paths is that ultimately not very many things that you do make you money, right? You know, it's kind of along the twenty eighty rule. But I always tell people, figure out a way to stay focused on the things that actually make you money. Not just get your results. There's a lot of things that can get your results, but are they really the results you want to see? You know, just staying busy, productive, staying busy, doesn't get anybody anywhere. So I always tell people, figure out the one or two things that are making you money in life and spend the majority of your time there. You know, I have like a special rule of thumb. You know, there the one thing I always share with people is there's absolutely shortcuts to success. People that say there are no shortcuts to success, it's a matter of just working hard. they they fall into a, a fallacy. There's absolutely shortcuts to success. I like to think I follow some of them. One of them is just getting up earlier. You know, I usually get up around four, four thirty for a couple reasons, couple reasons. One, my competition doesn't. I know that. And so I know that if I can gain an hour or to a day advantage, that's about 1,000 hours a year I have an advantage over my competition. So one of the pillars of success that I live by is simply just getting up earlier. Uh, number two, I like to think there's money-making hours and there's non-money-making hours. Like 4 o'clock in the morning is non-money-making hours, okay? But there are things that need to be done in all of our lives and so what i always say is before nine o'clock eight or nine i'm doing my non-money making things emails admin things you know things that are related to working out things like that but from nine o'clock on it's it's staying focused on those one or two tasks that are actually arguing you know, propel me further in life um you know other things i tell people there's lanes you got to figure out what your lane is like i have three major lanes you know sometimes people get literally disoriented confused and their time management goes to pieces um so i pick what are the three important things for me in life and and for me it's health wealth and happiness health wealth and happiness so literally on a daily basis my working hours are spent in one of those three lanes i know if i'm doing something as it relates to one of those three lanes i'm on track if i'm doing something totally unrelated which obviously sometimes happens i'm off track so you know, I've kind of learned to stay in the lanes that are going to achieve me the things that 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 I want to achieve. But but in order to do that, you got to know what you want. You know, it's amazing how many people just kind of wander through life, you know, trying to figure things out. So figured out what you, what I want. I figure out what my skill sets are in order to, um, in order to achieve the things I want. Mm-hmm. I pick my three lanes that are going to take me in those directions. Um, and that's kind of what I try to do on a daily basis. Stay in a lane, what I call my three lanes of success.
1: Yeah, health, wealth, and happiness. I love that. Um, and I imagine because like the main like three typically with like marketing and one are health, wealth, and relationships. But I feel that for many people, the relationships are what lead to that happiness. And yeah, you're right, it's amazing how many people don't they lack that kind of clear vision of that one thing. And what I notice is like the biggest challenge is the consistency portion, because like people can be like, oh, that's what I want. I want to hit X amount per month or consistently I want to do this. And then they start doing it and then they start going off track and they're like, why did that happen? You know, it's that consistency piece. Um, And it's even with like fitness. If you say you want to lose X amount of weight by this time, maybe create a smart goal or whatever it is. And you start going for that. And then people start going off track. I've been able to stay consistent because I'm a huge fan of calendar. Like time blocking, I'm huge on it because it it gives me structure. And with structure comes discipline. With discipline gives me that freedom. So I got my family time where it's time blocked out. I got my MIT hours. where It's like, those are my hours where I'm productive. I'm getting my work done I have my workout hours. And even if I'm like sore, I'll still do a workout even if it's a walk up the street with my dog or whatever it is, you know, which is like about a mile uphill. So I'm still doing something, but it's like the repetition, I think is so big that people really get lost in. It's really that discipline. And again, that comes from that structure. So for you, what has really helped you stay focused on a consistent basis for the long haul in terms of those three areas at health, wealth, and happiness for you?
0: Yeah, well, um, I'll tell you, you know, I think at number one, it's very important to make sure that what you're doing is going to get you the results you want, because, you know, some of these pillars of consistency, you know, picking up momentum and keeping it there, they only exist if you're if you're somewhat results oriented and if the results are what you want. Let's mm-hmm. face it, if every day you're getting things, if you're doing things you don't like, you're not making the kind of money you want to make, you don't have the kind of lifestyle. It sure, it's you know, it sure, it's pretty hard to get motivated over that. So, you know, start with the end in mind is what you're doing going to get you what you want because I could tell you, no matter what it is that you want, you know, as long as it's above what you're getting right now, it's going to take time, it's going to take effort, and there's going to be challenges along the way, you're going to want to quit along the way, so you want to set yourself up in in, in kind of the the ultimate, you know, ultimate position to, to, uh, to succeed, you know, I do believe working with a calendar is smart, you know, I think a lot of people, the reason they make they get off track in life is because they're reacting on a daily basis. You know, I say you could, there's a there, there's a proactive and a reactive way to live. Reactive is like, you know, the phone rings, you're reacting, the wife calls or the kids, you know, and you're constantly reacting and you're doing things and end really nothing gets accomplished. Whereas in a proactive, you dictate your time, you di- dictate your schedule, you dictate your efforts. So, you know, uh, calendar keeping very important. Um, consistency, very important. One of the worst things people do is they lose consistency for whatever reason, you know, lack of effort, you lack of motivation. And I always tell people there's only two gears on that road to success. There's a forward and there's a backwards. There is no neutral. You know, you're not going to just maintain, you know, uh, you're either going to go forwards or backwards. And one of the ultimate ways to go backwards is to lose consistency in, in, mm-hmm. in what you're doing. You know, I always tell people, heck, if you're going to do something, if you're going to do a side hustle, whatever it is you're going to do, I don't care if you do it half an hour to an hour a day, whatever it is you do, but be consistent in your effort because consistency creates momentum. And literally, it's like consistency momentum results. You know, those Mm -hmm. those things stay in, in place. Again, be proactive in your actions. Understand, there's going to be challenges along the way, but guess what? There's changes in what you're doing right now, and that's probably not even getting you what you want. So, don't, yeah. don't don't blame challenges on your on your road to success. uh You know, get in for the long haul because time's going to go by anyway. So, if you want to be successful, don't put a timeline on it. It's another big mistake people make. You know, they're like, okay, I know what I want to do. I do the, you know, and then they put a timeline on it. Well, let me give it a good two week effort. Let me give you a two month effort, like. You know, you don't put a timeline on being broke, you know, been broke your whole life and there was no timeline in there. Why don't you put a timeline on that? But don't ever put a timeline on success. You know, whatever it takes. took me three years to really nothing. I mean, I, in those three years just got me tougher, but didn't make me any money. Um, but then within a couple of years after that, you know, it, it, it made me a tremendous amount of money. So those are right. kind of the things that I try to, you know, in, instill in myself and instill in people around me.
1: Totally. I think that like that, what I love about you and that story is like you had nothing for three years. And I don't know if you've ever heard about like how bamboo grows, but it takes about five years until it shoots up and it grows about two inches each year. It's like this tiny, tiny growth that you don't really see above the surface. Because underneath the surface, it's building this massive root system. And then in that fifth year, the bamboo tree shoots up about 50 feet, 80 feet, or something like that. So you are like the prime example of that. It's called the rhizome effect. You were building this massive root system. And I think that that's really discouraging for a lot of people is that they give up too early because they're like, it's just not working. Even if they are taking the right kind of steps because they're not seeing the exact specific kind of results. Um, So I love that. One thing that I always do when I'm working with someone is I want to figure out for them, what is the thing that really motivates them? It's that why for them, the thing that just like, for that because everybody has their own unique thing Um, but I I tell people all the time put up some kind of reminder in front of you where you work or just throughout your house it could be a picture of the house that you really want to get for your family you know imagining your family there but keeping it in front of you in your workspace so when you're feeling like this is pointless like if you're doing real estate you have to make your phone calls or whatever it is you're sitting there just like oh this sucks and then you look up and you see that reminder It could be a quote could be anything like that um for you what has been the big kind of motivator personally um that has really kept you going in those three years where you weren't seeing like huge results maybe a couple wins here and there but after that it really skyrocketed so what kind of like kept you going throughout that was it a quote was it a picture was it your family just the situation in general
0: well you know the big picture answer to this is I always tell people your why to continue has to be your bigger than your why to stop And as a general rule, because you're always going to want to stop, you're always going to be challenged, you're going to doubt, you're going to think you're at the wrong place, wrong time, wrong person, wrong business, wrong venture, you know, that's, that's kind of thing. So you you have to just along the way, you got to figure out what your personal why is. Now, having said all that, to backtrack on all that, honestly, mine was very unusual. Mine, and I don't think what mine was is a very duplicatable one by um, a lot of reasons. But literally, in those darkest hours, and I've crashed twice in real estate, I crashed then, and then I crashed in, the, you know, 07, 08 when everybody else crashed. Right. Um, but my reason was, I just always believed it's going to work. I just really believed that the thing's going to work. And having said that, I don't think that's a big enough reason for most people, just believing what you're doing works, because you could say, well, it works for them, but it doesn't work for me. Hmm. But for me in a kind of silly kind of, you know, childish way, I just believed it's going to work for me. And and I never, you know, I think I was blessed enough to be born with some, 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 a couple, you know, with born with a lot of wrong things, but I was born with a couple of right things. And the one thing I never did is what I just shared with you. I never put a timeline on success,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, because to me, okay, well, I'm so such and such age. I just, I was honest with myself. Like, what are my options? Well, well one option, I can go get a job. You know, I'm educated to this level. You know, I'm able to do this. And so I just gauged it. Okay, well, that'll keep me here. You know, making this amount of money till I'm 65. And then I looked at business. I'm in real estate. And I, you know, and I was honest with myself. It's a lot bigger upside, a lot bigger potential. Mm-hmm. Um, it would give me everything I wanted. You know, I wanted money. I wanted a lifestyle. So to me, it's not just the why; it's just realizing I couldn't get what I could what I wanted anywhere else. Right. And I, I became honest with myself. You know, I never put a timeline on success. I always just I was just thought it's going to take some time. I'm willing to take the time. Time's going to go by anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I just kind of dug my heels in. And like I said in in the beginning, it took me years. When I crashed in 08, it didn't take take me years to recover from there because I was a little bit smarter and wiser, but it did take a little time. But again, I never, ever, ever put a timeline on it, like however long it takes. I was like, whatever long it takes, that's how long I'm going to stick it out.
1: Yeah, if it takes 10 years, then it takes 10 years. You know, I love that. I'm just going to go by anyway.
0: You know, this is what this is what amazes me. Why put a timeline on something that you want? I mean, if you truly want what you want, if you come to terms that what you're doing is not going to get you what you want, if you're honest with yourself that here's an opportunity that can at least can logically realistically get you what you want, why time it? It's like, you know, are you not going to want it in 6 months? <laughs> you know, are you not going to want it 2 years from now, the money you can make, the lifestyle mm-hmm. you could lead? And so just some of those basic things were always, you know, kind of very evident to me. And because they were evident to me, I, I, and again, I don't think it's very replicatable just to tell people, well, just do it. Don't just do it. I do think most of, most of, um for most, you really got to, you got to zero in on something. Yeah, got to really ruin on something.
1: Absolutely. Um, Yeah, one of my favorite quotes on uh, discipline is from Abraham Lincoln. It says, um, shoot, I just blanked on it. <laughs> it says, A discipline is choosing between what you want now and what you want most. And, you know, for me, even like I've been through ups, I've been through downs in terms of like a coaching business and consulting and things like that, Uh, because there's a lot of competition, just like real real estate, there's realtors on every block, it's almost like a Starbucks in a way. And same thing with coaches, they're everywhere. But I know that if I ever did quit, I would never be able to be happy, because I would just be like someone else who's less qualified is winning right now, and they're doing it, you know, and I'm like, that's it it, you know it's very similar to what you're talking about it's like i can't imagine anything other than that so i'm going to keep going on it and if it takes 10 years then it takes 10 years you know and there's been people in my life who've been like oh well um, like what, what happens if this doesn't work? You're just going to kind of give up. It's like, no, I can't, you know, it's just something that is inside of me. And I think that, I think that is repl- replicable because you said something about it. it's not really, you know, uh, replicable for whoever listens to it, but I think it is for whatever it is. It's like, it's, it's gotta be that thing that you can't not do. And I feel for you, that's real estate because it provides you that kind of lifestyle that you want. And for me, it's coaching because coaching is very similar. It's sales, really. Um, there's not really a cap for either one of us. Um, so that that's huge, man. And I think I encourage anybody who listens to this. Also, if you haven't listened, to whoever's listening or you, Peter, uh, listen to the Infinite Game uh, from Simon Sinek. Great book, or read it. Uh, have you Have you read that book, The Infinite Game? Uh-huh. It's literally about what you're talking about. So if you like Audible, I'd recommend to download it. But he talks about like finite games, finite games, which are like sports. Uh, The finite game is there's a time limit or there's a score that you need to hit. So it's a finite game. But the infinite game is more like real estate or success or leadership or being a good parent. Like there's no real timeline on it. So it's a whole mentality about that. So it's really good book that I totally recommend to anyone um, listening to this or, you know, for you, Peter, as well. I agree. agree. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, So you said something earlier that kind of wanted to talk about because I find it, kind of interesting everybody has kind of different viewpoints but some people talk about like right when you wake up hit the ground run and start working and they find that that's more productive for them you'll wake up at 4 or four thirty, and then you start to do the smaller tasks like email or taking care of those things for you it's a little bit different because you're not just purely in an online space you actually meet with people i imagine i'm not into real estate uh but you said as soon as nine o'clock hits that's where you start doing those kind of bigger tasks Uh, Most people, and me including, I would rather knock out the big task or eat the big frog as you will, uh, first and foremost, but you find it's more productive for you to do some smaller tasks early in the morning and then take out your big tasks. Um, When do you actually stop working and how many hours do you typically put in in a day? When's like your cutoff point? Do you have a cutoff point? I'm kind of curious.
0: I really don't. And it's not because I can't because I can I could put limitations on how much I work and what I do and the timelines there. But you know, and maybe this is why I said I became successful the way I did because I had no other options. I, I love doing what I do. Now, Mm -hmm. this is very important for people to understand. Um, I do not love doing the day to day tasks of being a real estate investor, like the day to day tasks suck calling sellers getting rejected getting the phone hung up on going but get you know i haven't done i've done 3400 i got on 3400 properties i haven't done done in years okay so what i tell people is this figure out what you want to do make sure you get to the results get into the grind but don't expect to fall in love with the grind from day one Mm -hmm. but let me tell you something you get whatever you want to a certain level you get it profitable and then you start understanding how to scale things and so just today, literally as I'm talking to you, I'm getting a text right now about a closing that we're doing. And all I did is I said, okay, I authorized it. That's a, that's the extent of my real estate investing career right <laughs> that's now. Awesome. Um, but it doesn't happen in the beginning. So this yeah. is another contentious point that people fall into. They start doing something that's gonna get them the results they want. In the beginning, they start realizing, well, this kind of sucks. I hate doing these steps. You know, I mean, like I want the results, but I hate the steps. Well, that's okay. That's okay because initially almost all the steps aren't exciting. Almost all the steps to success in the initial stages, it's a grind. I mean, it's just like another job. Let's face let's face it. You know, I don't care if you're a coaching space on this in the beginning, you got to do it all. Right. And so I I understood that. So I was willing to pay the price of doing the crap I didn't want to do for a number of years to ultimately enjoy the results over the, you know, over the rest of my life. Because mm-hmm. once I started making enough money, what did I start doing? I started scaling, I started bringing people on, I started bringing team on. And again, now, now although I work just as hard and I do, you know, I do get up at four in the morning and I do, but guess what? I'm at the lake house right now. I've got my boat down there. I got a 680 miles of shoreline out there with 20 different restaurants. And I could jump on my boat and I can go take my laptop and probably will hear later on. I've created a lifestyle for myself and my 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 tasks now are much different than the day to day tasks of being a real estate investor. They're uh, they're painting a vision for my team, which I love doing. They're bringing the right people into my life, which I absolutely love doing. They're making sure the cash flow is right. You know that, you know, ultimately, that's the three responsibilities of, 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 of an owner. And I love doing all of those things. So I paid the price of the grind up front to enjoy the results of the grind, you know, literally, hopefully for the rest of my life. And when you start enjoying those, even though you're still, I'm still working hard, but I don't consider working. I really Mm -hmm. don't. I I mean, I love, I truly love doing what I do, but don't Mm -hmm. expect to love doing what you do in the beginning. Get it to a point, leverage it out, scale it out, and then start reaping the results. But I work yeah. hard, I mean, yeah. Hard is a bad word, I, lo- I work a lot. Sure. Okay? I work a lot, but again, it's, it's totally by choice, totally by choice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for you, it's not like draining your energy and killing you inside doing the work. Um, it. What it, what kind of helped you in the beginning in those like first three years, especially? Because you said you fell down again, but after you hit a certain point you know of however much money you were making when you started to be successful and then 08 happened, you said you were able to recover way faster because you already knew how you could do it. So obviously, you could recover a lot faster. Um, what kind of helped you fall in love with the grind, as you will, or as you said?
0: um i tolerated it you know i i i could sit here and tell you that i wasn't i wasn't i mean the daily tasks or anybody who's involved in real estate investing the daily tasks of real estate investing like if you're a coach i guess i could see how you could fall in love from the beginning and do it because you're day one you're hopefully coaching people and if you love doing that you're going to do that till the cows come home Real estate investing, the day-to-day grind is not a sexy grind. I mean, literally, you're calling people that I don't even know you're going to call. I'm looking to buy something. They might not even be interested in selling. And mm-hmm. that's just the beginning of the process, you know, and then every deal is a mountain to climb. So I tolerated the process because I had a long-term enough vision to understand that once I get it to a certain level, once I get it to a certain level, um, I'm going to love the results. You know what I mean? I'm going to love the results. And I fell in love with the results of this business. Okay. Right. So bottom line is this. Um, don't, I tell people, don't think you got to love what you're doing in the beginning. Okay. That's not the point. Um, the point is, are you going to love the results of what you're doing is going to get you? Because right. many times the two are not connected. Many times the, the, the daily grind of of doing what needs to be done is not. And that's okay. I tell people to expect that. I don't think anybody ever gets into real estate so they could process paperwork. Like, I love processing paperwork, which, by the way, you have to do in real estate. It's like, Mm -hmm. I love processing real uh, paperwork, so let me be a real estate investor. Okay, the two don't connect, you know, but (laughs) guess what? You got to do it in this business, you know? Nobody ever gets, nobody ever thinks, well, let me see if I can drive to a seller across town and then forget about my meeting. That sounds exciting, so let me get in real estate because that happens (laughs) a lot. You know what I mean? that's, That's reality. And I tell people up front, they get into this business. It's going to, you may love it, but you may not fall in love very quickly with the results. What's in it for you long-term, right. you know, what's in it when you make a hundred K a month, you know, how are you spending your time? What are you doing? Who are you helping? And, and that really ultimately is what gets people through the initial, you know, stuff of the, of the, of the grind.
1: Yeah. I heard a uh, list. I listened to a podcast it was about sports and it was talking about how everybody wants to play. You know, everybody wants to get, do the showtime, be in the, in the spotlight and everything, everybody wants to play, but no one wants to practice. No one wants to do that consistent practice, the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And another thing I talked about is like, no one can take the elevator to success. You have to take the stairs, you know, you got to put in the work and uh, yeah, that's amazing. And I think when you do that, you really, when you start to get to that point where you can scale, you can really inspire other people as well, because you've been there, you've done that, etc. cetera. Right. So amazing, dude. Okay, well, I want to start wrapping it up. And um, there is a question because I, I, for you, Peter, we didn't really talk before this, but I did switch to my podcast recently. It used to be called MPI radio and I switched it for SEO purposes and just focusing more on productivity. I've always focused on productivity, but it was like when I very first started, like a long time ago with my podcast. And a question I would always ask in that interview, anytime I would interview people was, uh, what's your MPI? So what MPI stands for is massive, positive impact. So Peter, what is the MPI that you want to see create or be a part of in this world?
0: Well, I think the big MPI I create is literally within the organization that, you know, I lead, whether it's in the, the team that works directly with me or my partners across the United States. You know, I think it's a very positive impact that we leave. I mean, we literally help people chase after their dreams and goals. And you know, there's there's people that help people get by. That's okay, you know, you create a job for somebody, you help people get by not necessarily rise to the top of their game. Um, there's people that heal people, doctors, what an incredible thing, you heal a, a sick person to hopefully get back to where they were. You know, whereas and what I do is, is the next level up, you know, I help people chase after their dreams and after their goals, not just, you know, not just the day to day stuff but really leveling up, you know, here's what's really possible. And um, I think that's the biggest thing. And I do that both with my employees and I do that both with my partners. That's literally at this point span the whole United States.
1: Absolutely, man. I love that. Um, so where's the best way to, for people to connect with you? I know they can go to um, partner, it's partnerdriven.com to learn more about kind of your whole system and everything. If they're, maybe someone's listening to this and they're like, you know what, I've kind of thought about real estate but never really actually went for it because I know there's a lot of realtors. There's a lot of challenges. I got to, you know, all the different things going on. Uh, Where can people find you, learn more about you, connect with you, et cetera.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and just so you, you know, I'm an investor. I'm not a realtor. You know, I don't necessarily encourage people to get into the realtor game. It's very Mm -hmm. different where the real money is made. Uh, but if somebody wants to partner with me i partner with people across the united states and we enable them to do deals we coach him i actually generate leads for them where they live i provide all the money they need to close deals and we split the profits in the back end very unusual model but yeah if somebody wants to learn um uh how they can partner with me they can go to partnerdriven.com if they want to just kind of Follow me and see what an investor does and see what the model is all about and just kind of watch me from the side. best place to go is just follow me on Instagram and it's Instagram.com forward slash Peter Bexelman and there they could actually see, you know, what what, what I do and how I do it and, you know, I'm pretty active on it.
1: Super cool. Uh, Okay. Well, uh, just one quick question that I feel someone could ask is, do you have to start as a real real estate agent or can you go straight into investing? Or is it kind of like a- You have
0: nothing to do with each other. Really? Yeah, absolutely. So you
1: you could just like be like, I want to just be a real estate investor and go straight into it.
0: Yep. Yep. And that's what somebody should want to do. That's where the real action is. That's where the money is. And that's where the lifestyle is. Absolutely. There you
1: go. Okay. Yeah. See, that's news to me because I'm not into real estate obviously, but uh, I thought that you had to be like real estate agent, then you go to broker and then you go up mm-hmm. to investor. I thought it was like a tier thing.
0: No, nothing to do with each other. It's like being Super a dentist cool. and a brain surgeon. They fall in the same umbrella, but nothing to do with each other.
1: Wow. Okay. Okay, cool. So that's huge for whoever's listening right now. If you're like, wow, I was thinking I, to get in real estate, I'd be an agent. Shoot. Peter says, just go to be an investor and he's going to help you out with all the funds and everything and coach you and teach you all the ins and outs. So sounds like the way to go. Uh, Check out partnerdriven.com or or just reach out to Peter. If you have more questions through Instagram, I'll put links in the description uh, as well. Peter, do you have any kind of final thoughts, any kind of words of encouragement, et cetera, for the viewer before we uh, head out?
0: Yeah, go after your dreams and goals. You know, there's two sets of people those that are very happy with what they're doing, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's a whole segment of population that really wants something beyond what they have, whether it's more time, whether it's more money, whether it's both. And there's vehicles out there that'll help you achieve them, I promise you. And real estate is what I've chosen to be, do that with. And it's got a huge, huge upside. So if there's anything I could do to help anyone in real estate, please reach out with me and uh, to me, and hopefully we can partner up and do some deals, but most importantly, go for it. You know, you go around once, might as well make the best of it.
1: Yeah. Super cool, man. All right. Thank you so much for your time here, Peter. Thank you to everyone's listening. Uh, biggest thing is just to take what you learned here, get out there and make something happen. Go for your dreams. Uh, we will see you in the next one. Bye for now.